Today's reading will be out of Galatians 3, 10 through 22. But those who depend on the law to make them right with God are under his curse. For the scriptures say, Cursed is everyone who does not observe and obey all the commands that are written in God's book of the law. So it is clear that no one can be made right with God by trying to keep the law. For the scriptures say, It is through faith that a righteous person has life. This way of faith is very different from the way of law, which says it is through obeying the law that a person has life. But Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. For it is written in scriptures, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham, so that we who are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. Dear brothers and sisters, here's an example from everyday life. Just as no one can set aside or amend an irrevocable agreement, so it is in this case. God gave the promises to Abraham and, this, and his child, and notice that the scripture doesn't say to his children, as, it, as if it meant many descendants. Rather, it says to his child, and that, of course, means Christ. This is what I am trying to say. The agreement God made with Abraham could not be canceled 430 years later when God gave the law to Moses. God would be breaking his promise. For if the inheritance could be received by keeping the law, then it would not be the result of, an, of accepting God's promise. But God graciously gave it to Abraham as a promise. Why, then, was the law given? It was given alongside the promise to show people their sins. But the law was designed to last only until the coming of the child was who was promised. God gave his law through angels to Moses, who was the mediator between God and the people. Now a mediator is helpful when more than one party must reach an agreement. But God, who is in one, did not use a mediator when he gave his promise to Abraham. Is there a conflict, then, between God's law and God's promises? Absolutely not. If the law could give us new life... We can be made right with God by obeying it. But the scriptures declare that we are all prisoners of sin, so we receive God's promise of freedom only by believing in Jesus Christ. Elisha took up the mantle of Elijah, verse 13, and stood by the bank of Jordan. Now, that Jordan, of course, always represents crossing over from death into life or from barrenness into the promises of God. He stood at the bank. And beloved, it's a choice that you have to make and I have to make. We're going to hear truth and we are hearing truth, but eventually we all have to stand at the bank of that river and say, am I going to cross? Am I going to go into these impossible places but for the Spirit of God to bring me there? Am I going to trust for the provision that God wants to give me in a very calamitous time? Am I going to go and pass from this place of death over into life? Am I going to leave the wilderness and go into the place of promise, which only the Holy Spirit can take us into? And the scripture says he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? He smote the water and he asked a question, which is not a question of unbelief. If you read it in the way it, it appears, at least it looks almost like unbelief. Where is the Lord God? I don't see it that way. You see, the Bible is always referred to as living water. In Ezekiel 36, he said, I will cleanse you. I will, I will wash you with clean water. Jesus in John chapter 7 said, out of his belly are going to flow rivers of living water. That refers to the word of God. And he smote the water. 
And I personally see it as a man or woman who opens this book and with a desperation says, God, I, I know there was a Hudson Taylor. I know there was a D.L. Moody that found you. I, I know there was a Gladys Aylward. I, I know there was there were uh, men and women of God throughout history that found you. But oh God, show me yourself the way they saw you. I want the God of Elijah. Show me. Show me. And that's the cry. That's the cry that will take you over the river. When you open this book and say, where is the God of Elijah? Show me Jesus. From Genesis to Revelation. Holy Spirit, show me Jesus. Show me, oh God. I don't want this to be a dead letter. This is the living word of God. It's by this word the universe was created. Oh God. Don't let it be a closed book to me. Don't let me live on the wilderness side. Don't let death dominate my life. God opened this book. And he smote the water. And the scripture says when he had smitten it, it parted. A way an understanding was given. He saw. He understood. And he began to walk with God. And the scripture says the waters parted and made a way for him and Elisha went over every Christian that will ever know the anointing of God has to come to this place of crying out to God there are men today who try to get an anointing by sleeping in somebody's bed that wants to do an anointing of God it's ridiculousness standing near a tomb of some dead saint the anointing is in the book And Elisha went over. By God's grace, I'm going over. I'm going. I'm not staying on this side. I'm not living with the foolish. I'm not taking the things of God and using them for my own self. I'm going over. Oh, yes, there'll be a reward here on this side. I'll see people's lives change. And one day, I'll be with Him in eternity forever. Let that suffice me. And Elisha went over. He went. And today, there's a call of God. There's so many. There's only one path for your life. And only the Holy Spirit knows it. And you and I will never know it until we smite the water. So we open this book and maybe you're not going to hit your book like I'm doing, but you hit your heart. God, show me. Show me. Good morning, brothers. This is Will Northrop. I'm 38. I'm in phase two. This week at the end, I'm going to be phasing up to three. Uh, first of all, I want to give a shout out to first phase. I love all you guys, man. You guys are an inspiration to me. Um, you guys, it's real hard what you're doing. Just keep doing it. Keep pushing forward. And uh, your gifts are going to come. Second phase in Lancaster. I love you guys. You guys are my brothers. Um, I look forward to spending each day with you guys. You guys that are in Columbus, second phase, third phase, fourth phase, have a good morning at work. Uh, be safe. Be careful. Um, you guys are all my brothers. I love each and every one of you. Keep pushing forward. 
and uh, just stay in prayer. Um, I like to start off by just saying that I grew up, um, you know, in, in drugs and uh, alcohol. I did those things for most of my life. The biggest part for me uh, being here is that I lived a criminal lifestyle. Since I was a young man, I've been in and out of prisons and institutions, um, juvenile facilities, rehabs. You know, I've never, I've never really kept a, a, a real job. I was always in and out of work. I, I, I grew up just, you know, taking advantage of people and hurting people. I have tattoos all over my body that tell a real negative story. Um, and, and now I get to, you know, I get to tell a good story. I get to tell a positive story and I get to kind of show what God's doing in my life each day through my actions and the things that I'm doing instead of things that I'm saying. And, um, this is my second time at the refuge. And, uh, I just want to let each one of you guys know, man, that you guys are doing a real good thing and just try the, the best that you can to, to stay in this and, and keep pushing forward and make it through. Because when I left it, it tore me apart um, I, there was something that was holding on to me that I didn't realize, and it, it was God. And, uh, you know, Jesus and having a relationship with him has completely changed my life, and it has changed me for the better. And I come back, and, I, you know, I just, I, I just want to be the best person that I can be every day. And I know that I have people that are counting on me, just not at home, but in this process as well. And I look forward to waking up each morning and being with all you guys and and I just hope that um, I'm being a, a role model, and I hope that I can influence somebody into doing the right thing. And I hope that you know you guys listen to what I'm saying to you, and you stay and you and you push through this because once you have God in your life, and once you find Him and you build a relationship with Him, you just can't get rid of it. You just can't throw it away. You know He's always going to be there, and He's always going to have His hand on you. And and things you know are things are always going to are always going to try to drag you back into it. So just, you know, just build a relationship with God and stay in your Bible and stay in prayer. And scripture that I like to leave you guys with is um, never be lazy, man. Work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. And with that, I love you guys. Psalm chapter 61 verses 1 through 8. Oh God, listen to my cry. Hear my prayer. For the ends of the earth, I cry to you for help and my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the towering rock of safety, for you are my safe refuge, a fortress where my enemies cannot reach me. Let me live forever in your sanctuary, safe beneath the shelter of your wings. For you have heard my vows, O God. You have given me an inheritance reserved for those who fear your name. Add many years to the life of the king. May his years get, span the generations. May he reign under God's protection forever. May your unfailing love and faithfulness watch over him. Then I will sing praises to your name forever, as I fulfill my vows each day. Proverbs 23, 17, and 18. Don't envy sinners, but always continue to fear the Lord. You will be rewarded for this. Your hope will not be disappointed.